Welcome to The Contemplative Life. Three pastors, friends, and spiritual companions help us explore spirituality through a contemplative lens. I'm Christina Roberts. I'm Chris Roberts. I'm Christina Kaiser. We're glad you joined us. Well, hello, everybody. It is good to be with you today. Today, we are chatting a little bit about the sensory experience and how it can ignite our sense of wonder and awe and how that leads us to the contemplative. And so I thought that I might start with a little bit of uh, conversation that went on in a workshop that I recently attended with a woman named Lacey Finn Borgo. And so you can look her up. She has a ton of amazing books out there. And she does a lot of work with children in the contemplative in particular, which is super exciting. But as I attended her workshop, I found that so much of it relates just as much to adults as it does to children, to the point that you can just roll it right into your adult world. We're not so different from children. (laughs) So among the things that she talked about, uh, she was often talking about how the senses really matter. So we tend to be a brain-based people, right? We tend to think in terms of logic and what am I thinking? Uh, And she was pulling in sensory-based experience all the time, kind of referring to all the dimensions of a a person and having that help us experience God and what's going on in the world around us and opening us up. And she spent a lot of time talking about wonder and saying, through wonder, we gladly give mental space to the unfolding of the human awareness, which I found so fascinating. Like I was just typing as fast as I could as she was talking. Um, Just notion of the awe experience being a full body one. And so as I've thought about that in my adult life, I can think of, um, and I used to laugh about this, but how many times people would say that they had experienced God in the shower. And it became this kind of running joke that people experience God in the shower. But as time has gone on, it is funny, but it's also like, of course you experience God in the shower because similar to all those breathing exercises that people do in order to slow down and become more aware, water has that ability to do that, to slow us down. And so, I don't know, as we're getting going, what do you guys, how do you guys experience awe and wonder in terms of the contemplative? I think I found my way into this idea of wonder and beauty and sensory through the the poet, John O'Donohue. And he has a, a fantastic book called Beauty, uh, the Invisible Embrace. And there's a quote in there that I really like that sort of sent me on this trajectory. But the quote is, when our eyes are graced with wonder, the world reveals its wonders to us. There are people who see only dullness in the world, and that is because their eyes have already been dulled. So much depends on how we look at things. The quality of our looking determines what we come to see. And so I've really thought about that a lot. And how do I want to move forward in life with with wonder and looking? And so Christine and I have have gone on a lot of walks. Um, It's sort of a a daily spiritual practice for us. And I remember in the winter, we we would go on walks the winter into the spring, and we would walk every day down to the lake. Uh, we have uh, Lake Mendota is not too far from our house, half a mile from us. And we walk through the woods 
and you get to see some beautiful trees and we would walk down to the lake every day. And I don't know why our path took us that way, but we would just sit there. Uh, we would get to the lake and we would sit there and we'd stare out over the water. And I think you're right. It had, it had this calming effect on us. And um, we would just talk about, look at the light and how it hits the water. Look, look, at, look at how the waves are moving in this direction. And, you know, I would take a photo almost every day and send it to my family that lives in boring Texas and their scenery there. Uh, and, I, you know, as a way of you should move up here to uh, the wonder of Wisconsin. But, yeah, I, I, I really think there's something about um, experiencing life and, and our, in our senses uh, and taking the time to, to, to look at the world uh, with wonder. And, and I think so, so, so much of our life is we're moving through the world at such a pace that it's virtually impossible to do that. But I really like the conversation that we're having today. Yeah. And I think, you know, to your point, Christina, children are such a gateway into wonder and having the privilege of, you know, being able to raise children in our household and those preschool, early childhood years where you're going on a walk and it's not about how fast you can walk or getting to the destination. It is look, there's a snail on the sidewalk or there's a ladybug and you are stopping and taking in the ladybug. And so I remember like with my first child, it's like, oh, wow, walking is looking a lot different now with a three-year-old because it's not about the walking, it's about the experience and what they're finding and really recognizing that my pace has to slow down with that. And so as cliche as it sounds, like the other day I was in our woods walking and all of a sudden it was just this field of purple flowers that emerged almost overnight. I mean, I walked there all the time and it was just this like blanket of purple and it was just, just struck me. And so whatever I was internally thinking in my mind at the time, I just stopped to take in the flowers and they were kind of off the path a little bit. And then as I wound around, there were some right off the path that I just stopped and literally like, I'm like, I want to smell what these flowers smell like. And, and the woods are offering me this beautiful fragrance today that I want to stop and take in. Um, and I think that that is because of this, this practice of slowing down, feasting the eyes, engaging in wonder, much of which, honestly, I've learned through my children that they've really helped with that. Yeah. And so, so far we're, we're talking about seeing, um, feeling, and what was the other one? And smelling. Have we talked? Yes. Right. So it, oftentimes people only get to tasting, right? So um, I'm working with some friends and the, the idea is to get treats in your day, like if you do something stressful, slow down and do something rewarding for yourself because that makes the stressful easier to engage with. Uh, but I find that a lot of times we go straight to taste, whereas there's all of these sensory-based experiences that we can have. And so like, I even wrote out a whole list, like what are five things that I enjoy seeing? What are five things that I enjoy smelling? What are five things that I enjoy touching? Um, in order to kind of have this... And, and, I suppose with little ones, you would call it a sensory-based diet, but we need sensory-based experiences too, especially around this odd wonder, because what happens when we start doing that, right? So I'm touching the water. What do I, what, what, what do I think about? Do I think about where that water comes from? Do I think about how water nourishes my body? Do I think I am connected to water because I am, something happens, right? Something, it leads us somewhere. So sometimes it's calmness and sometimes it's 
more connection to the ways in which everything is connected. Like these amazing things can happen as we slow down and get those senses involved. Yeah. And I, I like the way that, um, you know, we're talking about seeing, tasting and smelling. I, I think these things have the ability to stop us, to, to stop us in our tracks. And I remember uh, just a few days ago, I was, I was doing a, a bit of work, but my nose started like to, 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 like smell something. And uh, there's a whole bunch of lilacs uh, were, were starting to bloom. And I, and I started to smell it. And I was so busy working uh, that I didn't smell it at first. And so it just stopped me in my tracks. I wasn't concerned about getting the work done in that moment. I was, I was concerned about my sensory experience. And I, I sort of became one with my environment. I became uh, still. And, you know, I was a little bit anxious in that moment. Uh, I was anxious about getting the work done on time. And all that anxiousness fell away. You know, I became vulnerable to to my environment. And uh, I I think I became right with the world uh, in in that in that embrace of in that experience. And so I, I like that these experiences can stop us and reorient us to to maybe how we should be feeling uh, rather than these anxieties about the future, but be present to where we are now. So that's 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 what I like about uh, these sensory experiences. Yeah, we haven't really talked about hearing as much, but I think that that is definitely too tuning into listening to. I was in a, a meeting the other day and we were outside and the birds were just like strong and loud and again, paying attention to there are birds communing with us in this moment and they're part of the conversation as well. And, you know, not to sound like, uh, who is it? Cinderella or Snow White, I think where the birds are singing around her, right? There's that scene, but it's like, there's something about that of, of, you know, the, the communalness of all of life and creation, crying out to God, worshiping God together, not just human beings doing that, but all of nature and creation doing that as even in the Bible, it talks about that. And so even in my practice, I have been facilitating retreats for a number of years and always in the retreats, there's moments of silence that we hold together in the community. But recently I have been coupling that with um, kind of beautiful, engaging instrumental musical pieces. And so I've been bringing a speaker and we will listen to some sort of an engaging classical song that's maybe not familiar to us and then hold silence and having that hearing along with the silence and then noticing, wow, as my, my ears are tuned in more to not just the music, I think we're used to that. But then when the music stops, we're tuned into nature. And I think we can hear crisper, the wind and the um, something that's rustling around in, in the grass or the birds, there's, there tends to be a sharpness. So, so yeah, I think that that's also a piece too of, of the hearing as well. Yes, no, absolutely. And if I can't get it in my environment, I, I will sometimes pipe it in. <laughs> I have found that I, and I thought this was as a teenager, I remember thinking those like Naturescape cassette tapes, like we really have to go back a few pieces of technology, but I really thought they were for old people. And I realized the other day, as I turned on my Naturescape-y thing in the background that, um, Either I'm old or I was wrong about this being for old people, like one or the other. But it is meaningful and it was so natural. I had it on all through lunch 
And uh, my husband didn't recognize it until far, far, he was, all of a sudden, he was like, where is that sound coming from? Uh, it's very natural for us to experience these things. But yes, I love it. And and even like a waves, I, sometimes I like to just pipe in waves because it makes me move to a space of being able to flow like water a little bit more. Like I just, like I can feel it almost in my body, even though I'm nowhere near the ocean. And technically speaking, you guys know my feeling on nature, right? You know that I like to experience it in like a screened in area. So it is great for me to be able to listen to the waves and be a part of it without the sea kelp coming around my legs. Cause that's not the part of sensory that I like. <laughs> Yeah. And I think, you know, just thinking too, I um, have a yoga class that I haven't attended in a while, but she's my favorite yoga teacher in town. And at the end of class, she goes around and you hold out your palm and she puts some essential oil, massage oil into everybody's palm and invites us to massage our feet because our feet take us everywhere. We need to, you know, our feet are underappreciated kind of her thing, but it's, you know, it's this lovely smelling oil that she does and everybody loves it. It's the highlight of her class to have that moment and the smell lingers and sort of that wonder and re-engaging with the most basic part of our, our body. So again, that, that touch, that smell and that sense of wonder that I think can re reintroduce us and in, in, in some ways that otherwise we would sort of pass by. So I guess, right, the invitation is to go and be invigorated by all the sensory experiences that one can possibly have. So there is our invitation for the day. Um, thanks everybody for having this conversation. I feel excited. I guess, why don't we move into our moment where we talk about things that we're into? We'll just keep all of that excitement going. So I am into Waterloo Sparkling Water, the grapefruit flavor. I love this brand. It's a really good, so we're, we've kind of become sparkling water snobs over the years because we've gotten into that and trying different brands. And this is just crisp and refreshing and lovely. So that is what I am into this week. Nice. Well, I am into... Uh conditioning myself for the heat. We are about to go on vacation and I am worried about going south and the warmer temperatures. So it's been hotter here in Wisconsin. And so we have not run our AC yet. I've been adamant about not running the AC and just doing uh, the windows. And, you know, it's gotten up to like 83, 84 in the house. And, uh, you know, I'm feeling really good about our sort of nature experience in Southern Missouri. Uh, so I've, I've been into heat conditioning and I, I, I will say that I, I have fared better than other individuals in our family. I will say I am hanging out a lot in the basement because it's like 15 degrees cooler in the basement. So you can condition all you want. <laughs> yes. You have my full respect. Because <laughs> I think I gave in. Well, it was really humid. And um, so I gave in on Sunday and took the humidity out of the air. I think uh, for me, we discovered or maybe rediscovered a delightful little thing called Weber's Farm in our area. So they, they have a little shop. You can drive through in your car and order ice cream or milk 
or there's like cheese in there. Uh, but actually I took a group of seventh grade girls in and you know, we had not been, so they were introducing me. They were like, these are juice bags. And at first I thought it was just a giant bag of juice, but then I realized there are smaller bags of juice inside the giant bag. And they're like, you have to get these. These are amazing. And then I got my husband some smoked cheddar cheese and then they have these ice cream cones for a dollar and the tiny one is basically a normal size serving. So we ordered ice cream and sat on this little picnic thing and we must go back. Like it's nothing but beautiful greenery all around you. We're going back. We are going back. So that is what I am into. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you everybody for being with us today. For more resources, I would invite you to check out the contemplativelife.net. And if you are willing, we would love to have you rate our podcast so that others can find us on the World Wide Web. Thanks so much for being with us. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.